Um, hi, and welcome to the program. Uh, it's uh, the Pat and Stu program. Uh, sadly, without Pat, uh, he will be back next week. Unfortunately, we, to replace him, we have this thing. This, uh, what thing? this outdated model. That we've, uh, what, what thing are you talking about? Because uh, I'm here. I'm, I mean, I'm always here, but I'm just sitting here now because Pat's gone and right, like, should be back on How Monday. often, we've always been talking about trying to get you less... A little less Jeffy, uh, approximately 60 to 70% less Jeffy is what we're looking for. And instead, uh, we're getting more Jeffy, which is not, uh, not ideal. It's uh, what I would well, call suboptimal. Well, maybe suboptimal for you, Stu, but people are demanding it. And so I'm here. So there you go. Answering uh, the demands of the people. <laughs> welcome to the program. Uh, obviously, the news is going uh, crazy. I, a couple things I want to. We, ha- we do have to update um, Jeffy's uh, fat guy uh, 18-day challenge. Uh, that's going to be coming up in a little while. Um, let's uh, listen to, because I think these two things go well together. Let's start with the Stephen Colbert situation. We played this a little bit yesterday uh, on the radio show, I believe. Maybe not yeah. here. This is Colbert's audience reacting to the firing of James Comey. They haven't yet been updated. They're supposed to not <laughs> so, like it. It's so sad. It's so pathetic. Watch. Huge story that broke just minutes ago, like less than 10 minutes ago. FBI Director James Comey has just been fired by Donald Trump. Yay! Huge, huge Donald Trump fans here tonight. That shows no gratitude at all. I mean, did Trump forget about the Hillary emails that Comey talked about? It is that part of it is, is incredible. I mean, sure is. There is an interesting debate going on right now between um, data guys uh, that uh, who really look into this advanced metrics and, and really study polling and doing all the things that you, that that like are too boring to even begin discussing on this show. Um, and there's an interesting <laughs> debate between two of the the best, um, one at the New York Times, one at 538.com, who, who are saying, you know, again, polite debate, but was Comey enough to push Trump over the, the edge to win? Because there is some evidence that points to there was a tightening of the polls um, that was going on, um, maybe with or without Comey. Uh, it depends on how you look at the data. It's, an, it's a question we'll I never think, have asked. No, but I think your analogy is the best. Really, of the sports analogy. Oh yeah, the sports. I analogy. mean, the sports analogy is really the best because that's what happened. Yeah, because I think you could definitely argue because a lot of times I'll bring up like I think because Hillary Clinton said where this started. Hillary Clinton said James Comey basically cost me the election. Right. Um, and all you know, everyone on the right said, "Oh come on, you didn't oh, even no. go. You, you, you didn't, you didn't go, go to even, Michigan. You didn't, you didn't go to Wisconsin. Right. You're cackling here. You're right. you're passing out in New York. Right. So the question is, this is like a sports analogy. Like it's an NBA game in which you lose on a last-second bad call. And I use bad call in quotes because I'm looking at this from the liberal perspective for a second. A bad call. Comey releases this letter. It's a big event. You lose on a last-second bad call. And everyone comes to you the next day and says, well, if you just would have made, if you would have, I don't know, been less sloppy and made some more threes in the first half, you wouldn't have worried about it. The game wouldn't have been close. Yes, if she had, if she was not a crap piece of a candidate, <laughs> right. if she wasn't already corrupt, which gave the Comey thing yes. a lot more meaning, if she had gone to Michigan, maybe that she would have been able to turn that around. If she had uh, done any number of things to her own advantage throughout the campaign, the, the campaign wouldn't have been close enough for this to matter. However, my belief is, uh, and there's certainly a lot of evidence to back this up, that that was enough 
to move the polls. Of, Absolutely, uh, the half that was the point about needed um, to to make that. Yeah, that's that's uh, that was the bad call. It's not a hundred percent agreement on yeah. that, but I, there's a good a good amount of evidence that supports it. What about it. So, was but this is what I find interesting about this: the whether whether it worked or not. Here is a guy who put his career on the line, who take took a ridiculously profound uh, public stand. On your behalf, essentially, it's supposed to be right. Ten days before the election, that arguably handed you the most powerful job on earth, and he doesn't even make it to June. No, that is That's loyalty, Stu. That's I know, loyalty. and everyone says Trump is so loyal. That is loyalty, right there. He's loyal when you are when you are loyal back to him without exception and that is the most important part about that if there is an exception if he sees you trying to defend you because comey while he did a lot of things that helped trump said things on his own behalf that were critical or maybe didn't not even maybe just not even supportive critical to the point where he said look i don't see any evidence of this of this wiretapping by obama that's to trump a huge violation but the adding on like look i was Mildly nauseous, thinking of the fact that we may have turned the election. Trump takes that only as a personal side, and he says, well, look, uh, you know, you're taking a swipe at me. You're saying you wanted Hillary to win. You're pissed off that you may have influenced the election. You, you should have been happy. happy. You want. Yeah, exactly. You should have been doing that because you're trying to help me. And Comey, I think, is looking at this like, I'm trying to show that I'm... No, I, I, I'm the FBI. I'm the FBI. I don't care about these things. It's not my job. To influence the election. Follow the law. So it's interesting from that perspective. It's amazing this man did not even make it halfway through the first year of an administration he arguably caused. I think it also. Uh, It's incredible. I was laughing this morning. Uh, I don't know that we ever ever said it on the air, but I I am serious. I believe that it also had something to do with Comey being 6'8 and being taller than Trump. This is a very Jeffy piece of I'm analysis, but it I'm be telling true. you, that's what they met, and he, Donald Trump is not going to want to be in any more pictures uh, with uh, with Comey because he towers over Donald. It makes Donald feel small. It's interesting because I'm telling you, I will say normally what we do with pieces of Jeffy analysis like that is disregard them immediately. This well, one, I, think I, that, I understand that. A, there's something to it, and B, you, in a way, and I don't mean to insult you here. You think very, you have some similar thought patterns to the president. Absolutely. <laughs> I, there's no doubt. I know exactly how that guy thinks. I'm telling you, I do. Uh, that actually, you know, you bring that up, and I don't know that we've ever actually discussed that before, but I do. I, I know that. I know exactly how that goes. Because there's a piece of you, and this isn't entirely you, and it's not entirely Trump, but it, there's a piece of you that has that sort of like, I'm an alpha male thing. Oh. And while we've seen you with your wife and know it's not true. Oh, she knows it's true. So don't kid yourself. Oh, she knows a lot. uh, And that's one thing she does not know. Um, But like, you know, there's a part of you that's like the the Jeffy that, that, you know, when we say, uh, you know, something about his uh, how he owns porn sites escalates it to an uncomfortable level. That side of Jeffy, the side of Jeffy who makes jokes about the kitchen routinely. That's that's Donald Trump with Billy Bush coming off the bus. Exactly. Same thing. Exactly. Same Exactly. I think you can make the strong argument that Donald Trump was making a joke and trying to no, impress that's what, his No, that's what I whatever. mean. That, but he, that's he's just yeah. escalating because he doesn't want to get one-upped. 
Yeah. He's not going to get one up. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, let's go for it. You want to go? We'll go. That's part of Comey, right? I mean, that's right. part of this is the same thing. You know, Comey right. continually. And I, I think there is a legitimate complaint about Comey, which is you don't necessarily want that type of personality yeah. in that role. Like James Comey. He was kind of forced into that role, too, but he took it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think the argument is, and this is the argument of some in the administration, the deputy attorney general for one, who said, basically, no, you weren't forced into it. You shouldn't have done a press conference saying things about someone who was under investigation. You shouldn't have made yourself the story. Um, So, And I think there's an argument to be made there. I'm not a – I think my my actual opinion on Comey is that I sort of like him. Um, And I think that's – He does seem like a like – even though he's a – Law enforcement officer. Right, I know, that's not your thing. That brushes me the wrong way automatically. It sure does. He does come across as like a nice guy. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think he's a guy trying, generally speaking, to do the right thing. I, I, most, no one was happy with the press conference he gave about Hillary Clinton, right. except me. I, 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 I think I was the only person. And the reason why I was happy was because he did two things there. Um, I was not happy. Like I, I think some of the stuff Hillary Clinton did did rise to the level of potential charges, um, and I don't yeah. think you know. But however, knowing in my opinion at the time was he's freaking appointed by Barack Obama. He's not going to charge Hillary no Clinton in the middle of the campaign. That is not going to happen. Right. Um, so I didn't go in there expecting that. So as far I, as as far as far as it did go, he's exactly. Your man. Yeah. He went way further than yeah. I expected an Obama campaign of uh, Obama appointed yeah. official to go about Hillary Clinton. He said that no one in her position should have possibly thought what she did was the right thing to do. But I mean, that's a big statement. I mean, it doesn't point to her being in prison, but I never expected her to right. go to prison. It pointed her to be completely incompetent and probably hiding something. Uh, and that's a big step for a guy. And, and you know, the left was not happy about that, but they did like that they did get charged. The right liked some of those comments and did quote them frequently, but didn't like the fact that she wasn't charged. Then the, we come, we're 10 days before the election. He comes out and he says, hey, you know, here's a letter. Uh, we know we're looking. We found some more emails. We don't know what's in them yet. Now, as a liberal, you would think, holy crap, like we're 10 days before an election or 11 days before an election. How can you possibly do this when you don't even know that you have anything? Just want to let the people know. Right? Just want to let the people know. But the people on the right, exact opposite. Thank God you're telling the truth and telling us that there could be something here even though you haven't found anything yet. Then he came back later on and, and talked about it more and said, you know what, we didn't really find anything in those emails. Now, to me, I can totally understand both sides of that issue. The, the, I can understand the right being like, thank God, there's this big piece of evidence that people are making up their minds on this vote. And they have to have this evidence. There could be something here. Totally understand it. From the left, hey, wait a minute. You, you're telling us you don't, but there's nothing in this emails, these emails potentially that you don't know yet. How could you possibly affect an election like this? I totally understand that. Think about these things in the reverse for a second. Can you imagine, let's say the emails were all about Donald Trump and there was an ongoing FBI investigation about Donald Trump and uh, James Comey came out 11 days before the election and said, guys, 
We found a bunch of emails on somebody's computer. Who knows who's in there? Anything. It could be him discussing murders or him donating to charity. We We have no idea. And it's 10 days before election. Can you imagine how pissed off you'd be? Or let's say in this audience, maybe Ted Cruz. It happened to Ted Cruz. And he was about to become president. And he's, he's winning by six points in all the polls. And all of a sudden, this comes up and you're like... What? what? How can you release that when you don't even know what it is? On the other side, right. can you imagine if this was a, 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 about Ted Cruz? Well, they have to. You a, have to tell liberal. us what they're doing. You have to tell us what they're doing. I mean, we, what if there's something there? We have to have that information. I mean, we see that analogy in play already today with the, with the firing. I mean, that's what they're doing, right? I mean, they just hit the brakes and went the opposite direction. Yeah. That's exactly what it exactly. is. Exactly. And you saw both both teams Amazing. flip sides Amazing. over and over again. The Red Sox are reading for the Yankees. <laughs> right. The Yankees are reading for the Red Sox. Dogs are sleeping with cats. <laughs> it's, it's, it is exactly. It's absolutely <laughs> Ghostbusters. And so uh, that all happens. What that tells me, the fact that I can understand both sides on every point of this storyline, tells me James Comey probably was trying to do the right thing. thing. It, It tells me that James Comey's motivation probably was not politics. It tells me that James Comey probably is a pretty good guy and probably is a guy who is trying to do his job to the best of his ability. I realize that maybe with the exception of Jeffy and a few other people walking around this building, I'm probably the only person who believes that. (laughs) In America, I kind of get that, but it's it's been my suspicion for a while. And the fact that, you know, here's a guy who is credited for making Donald Trump president and then Donald Trump uh, is firing him for nebulous reasons, obviously not the ones he's publicly stated, uh, a few months later, tells me that like, here's a guy who's probably trying to do it. I mean, we've seen this with other people in the past, like Tim Russert. There was a lot of times I disagreed with Tim Russert when he was the guy uh, on Meet the Press, but he pissed off both sides yeah, a sure lot. Did. And I like that. I like Jake Tapper pisses off both sides a lot. Yeah, he does. There's something that I like about that. I want the person who doesn't care. That is going to try to do something that's going to make one side happy in one day and then one side pissed off the next. And I like that. So, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe we'll find out that James Comey was the worst public servant of all time. Maybe we'll find out that he is completely incompetent. He did make a mistake uh, quoting how many emails were forwarded to Anthony Weiner during that test, uh, uh, testimony. There, there are some. And I don't think he's been perfect. But generally speaking, we might just find out that this guy was trying his best to do a good job. The fact that the way he's reacted to this no, tells so. me that yeah, same that's story. True. The reaction definitely has been. Yeah, he uh, didn't bash letter. Trump. Yeah, no, he did not. He said, look, you know, I'm not going to focus on this. It's Trump's right to fire me whenever he wants, for whatever reason he that wants. Was, that's I'm the job. Be honest. That's the job. I'm not going to focus on how, why I was fired or how I was fired. Uh, if, if I've asked these questions, I'm going to tell the truth. Is it okay? okay. Are we in a are we in a okay. safe are we a, in a safe enough safe space in a safety tree where we can say you know what maybe both sides are wrong maybe this guy's not maybe he's not Hitler maybe he's not in the Nazi administration maybe he's not Goebbels maybe he's just trying to do a job maybe and I, I his opinions. I mean, you know, Mike Lee pointed out one the other day that I totally disagree with. They should not have access to search browsing histories. Uh, you know, I no, that can swallow it up by but the end. As of I the said, news. there, he's the FBI director. He's always going to want that, of yeah. course. Yes, he wouldn't. I, I wouldn't want an F. I w- personally wouldn't want an FBI yeah, director. I will saying, disagree with you here. 
I say, will disagree with no, you. If you're an FBI director, you want all the information you can get. I expect you do. them to desire the children, it. However, I also expect them to be limited by the Constitution. We talked about that with the guy from the Libertarian Party who was here earlier. Yeah, we did. And he said, you know, Glenn was like, I'm a strict constitutionalist. And he, and, and he said, I thought that something that was really interesting. I'm not. I'm not a strict constitutionalist because it, there are some things in that. the Constitution that I don't agree with. And you know what? The same thing happens here. I'll give you, I'll give you an example. It's called the 16th Amendment. You look it up. Tell me if you like that one, because I don't. Now, I am bound legally uh, to, uh, to respect it, which is why every April 15th I'm sending money to places. I, I am bound to respect it, and it is a legally binding situation. However, if I have the chance to change the 16th Amendment, I absolutely would. I would fight against it. So I, I agree with him on that point. Um, so and there's a bunch of uh, a bunch of stuff on Comey. I, I don't think you're getting that from everywhere. And we didn't even get to the second clip. So we're supposed to follow the Sixteenth Amendment, is what you're saying? Well, Jeffy, you probably don't want to admit you're not following it on the air. Uh, it's not uh, that has not gone. No, well I'm just asking people. you a question for the people. Yes, you have to follow the Sixteenth Amendment. Okay, I, you know, just a hypothetical because some people might think that you know you don't have to really follow it. Yes, those people are named Wesley Snipes, and they went to prison <laughs> for that belief. <laughs> uh, all right, Eight Seven Twenty Seven Beck. I want to come back on the other side and give you the new clip that matches the Stephen Colbert well, clip. Can we maybe make it through one or two clips? I was thinking maybe, maybe we should. A couple? Maybe we should. I don't know. I'm going out on the limb there. All right, Eight uh, Seven Twenty Seven Beck is the uh, phone number. Someone tweeted me the other day, like, hey, you always say the number, and then you never take any calls. Yeah, I know. That's... We were also supposed to pay more than one clip. In that break. In fact, let's say one, two, three, another story, um, uh, another story. Another story. Um, oh, we've got some real. This is great. You're going to love this. Uh, about some celebrities and, and personalities saying, hey, I want fire- Comey fired. Oh, I can't believe they fired Comey. Oh. We've got some great examples of that. Good. We've got another Trump be thing. Great one. We've got his comments on a bunch of different stuff. That's just the first segment. So we got to one out of ten things we were supposed to there. So leave us alone about the phone number. So leave us alone. We're never going to get to anything if we're taking phone calls. Uh, all right, so uh, let's, let me tell you a little bit about uh, a report from the Environmental Working Group. Uh, they have said 218 million Americans are exposed to cancer-causing tap water. Now look, whether you are one of those people or if you, you might not even believe the report, the bottom line is you probably don't like drinking water out of the tap because we are... We have a hang-up on it. I know Pat is a big one on this. Jeffy, are you, yes, do you, will you drink uh, water out of the tap? Yeah, well, you'll, put, you know, you'll yes. put almost anything in your body. You, well, you know? yes, that's true. But I mean, it's it's. Is it creepy out I, at all? I, uh, a little bit. If I think about it, it does. Like we well, usually, a lot of times, I make if you make coffee. Uh, you use the tap water, but then if I think about it, I don't. Yeah, I know. It's weird. Yeah, we, I want it filtered. Um, you are kind of, you said you were trying to turn into a little yeah, bit of Yeah, just a little bit. Um, which is interesting because I, I honestly think of you as like, if there's something matter. crawling down the street, you'll pick yeah, it up and just matter. shove it in. Like, hey, just shove it in your mouth. Interesting. That's how I think of you. Like, I think of you like when you're walking down, when we were in New York and we'd be on a subway ride and it, there'd be rats running by. Oh, I'd, I'd always picture Jeffy just kind of bending down, picking one up and just taking a bite. That's how I picture I, you. I would do that in a heartbeat <laughs> if I could get one of those. 
So we have some weird uh, sort of hangups in the, in this country, um, and whether it's a, a, a health thing, whether it's just a preparedness issue, whether it's just you're a little creeped out by tap water, the Alexa Pure Pro is something you need to have. It removes up to ninety nine point nine 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 percent of contaminants from your drinking water. That is that's pretty much everything. If you're a statistical uh, expert like I am. Um, it can kill you. Uh, some of the things that we're talking about that get into water, you know about this in Flint, Michigan. It was a big story. Lead in particular, but there's other things in there that you don't want. Chromium-6, arsenic, all sorts of stuff. You don't want that. Each pro filter has a capacity of up to 5,000 gallons. So basically, you're going to buy this once and it's going to last your entire life, costing you pennies per gallon. Call 888-895-7746. 888-895-7746 or online at Alexa Peer, excuse me, GetAlexapure.com. GetAlexapure.com. You're going to save 20 bucks off the retail price if you go now. 888-895-7746 or GetAlexapure.com. Huge story that broke just minutes ago, like less than 10 minutes ago. FBI Director James Comey has just been fired by Donald Trump. Huge Donald Trump fans here tonight. <laughs> that's, that shows no gratitude at all. Man. I mean, what did Trump forget about the Hillary emails that Comey talked about? <laughs> yeah, no. Wow. No, he definitely forgot about it. Anyway, uh, so uh, that's, wow. that's the one we initially played for you, and I wanted to get set that table again because here's the, something on The View that happened about Comey as well. Watch. I'm sure you all have heard, but FBI Director James Comey's been fired. Well, but specifically for the way he handled the Hillary Clinton email investigation. <laughs> I had not seen that before. Now, yeah, you didn't I just get the heard full about crowd. it. That's really good. Yeah, but again, that's really good. You're not supposed to cheer things like that when you're on TV. Again, a minor one on that one. That's really However, Whoopi this- is like, I mean, she. World class. I, I, you know how you like world class. If you had a uh, a, a secretary who typed as fast as Whoopi talked, you would fire them immediately. <laughs> would she get like four words a minute? She is, I mean, she is... Uh, I mean, you watch that, there's a reason why she is a... Uh, what is she a winner of? What's it called again? The uh, She's uh, got the Emmy. Oh, she's got the Emmy, EGOT. the Tony. EGOT. You got the Emmy, the Tony. And the Emmy, the Grammy. Oscar. The Oscar and the, the Tony. Tony. Yes, yeah, that's EGOT. her. Um, so uh, this is a pretty interesting thing that people have picked up on. There was an issue... There was a hashtag campaign by the left, hashtag fire Fire Comey. Comey. Right after that, when when they got their wish, (laughs) slam on the brakes, pull the emergency brake, throw it in reverse, (laughs) jam on the gas, and go the absolute opposite direction. So here are some examples of this. Uh, Kurt Eichenwald, who's a uh, leftist uh, uh, journalist, he starts off with, Supporting hashtag fire Comey. This is on November 6, 2016. A few months later, he's uh, changed his tune a little bit. Comey investigating Trump and his pals. Trump fires Comey for no rational reason. Potential constitutional crisis. Butter emails. Trump fires Comey. Global jaws drop. Gazillion hits on wiki page for obstruction of justice. Pence starts measuring Oval Office curtains. <laughs> Wait a minute. What happened to the fire Comey? I thought he supported that. 
Interesting. Uh, how about uh, John Leguizamo? Now, you may know him as an actor of some... Comedian. Minor note. Now, he's been in a lot of stuff. He's yeah, one of those he guys has. that oddly is respected he's for his acting. He's been around for a long time. He's done a, I mean, a yeah. ton of voice work. Yes, uh, you know, a, lot voice, voice a lot of voice work. He was and good. he's pretty good in this. Like, he's pretty as an funny. Actor. I've known him as a. I saw him. I remember where I first were, were, became familiar with him was when he was doing some stand-up stuff. Yeah, and uh, he was and he was funny. Yeah, he's never been my bag, but he's yeah, he's but, pretty. He was in. I think he was in that Brian Cranston movie that was out recently. Yes, about he the was. Drug dealing wasn't that? You see yeah. that? Yeah, that was good. I like that. Yeah. I thought it was I good. Knew he would. Anyway, he was. <laughs> so here he is tweeting about uh, James Comey. Uh, he says. Uh, uh, he's retweeting people. Why does it seem like Trump has fired everyone who gets close to the truth? January, Sally Yates. March, Peter Bahara. J- May, James Comey. Seth Abramson, he retweeted. I always told people that Trump ever fired the man investigating him. I'd call for his immediate impeachment. So I do now. Impeach Trump. <laughs> Rob Reiner, Trump might just do as well as saying, lock me up. Last gasp of a dying man. GOP, stop being unpatriotic something. That's blurred out. Uh, hashtag special prosecutor. Do we have his previous tweet? What do you want to talk about? Uh, fire Comey, 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 um, and uh, it looks like his basement, at least. Uh, here's Keith Olbermann. So this um, someone says, now D's, who were savaging Comey a few days ago, will praise him, and GOP, uh, GOPers who were behind him will turn on him again. Before we move on to Keith, Keith's part of this, that's freaking David Axelrod. Yep. Even David Axelrod notes how, note, how crazy this is. And i got to say, Axelrod, again, is a guy on the left who seems to be at some level, yeah, matching does. the um, approach of Glenn right now, like where it's like he's pointing out that the right, the left is we actually certainly doing things that, that are wrong. We certainly see that number of times in stories yeah. that, uh, that where he's quoted or interviews that he's done where he's trying to lay it out a little bit. I know at some point there was conversation around here of Glenn uh, doing the David Axelrod podcast, which I would be really oh, interested to hear. Oh, that'd be fascinating. I, I'd like to hear those two, Yeah, that'd actually. be fascinating. As weird as it is, I mean, sometimes you find, uh, you know, str- strange bedfellows, that's what they call it. Um, so here's uh, Olbermann's tweet now. Uh, Olbermann says, nope, our, our one bipartisan moment. This man's position at the FBI is no longer tenable. Fire Comey. Okay. So that's what he did. He that's wanted him November. fired no matter what. It's in uh, November, November 6, 2016. Uh, here we go. Uh, next one for Keith. Congratulations, Donald Trump. You have just impeached yourself. Hashtag flee as he responds to the news of Comey being <laughs> What? He's a, a complete douche. We don't have the other tweet that Keith Olbermann sent uh, responding to Donald Trump. Now, Donald Trump had said, like, look, when everything calms down, people are going to think this is the right choice. And Olbermann, in all capital letters, wrote something to the effect of, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here for obvious reasons, but it was, uh, nothing will calm down until you are, you are mother-effing, um, like in spelling it all out uh, until your mother effing gone, you piece of you know. It was that type of thing. It was pretty extensive. Nice. He's crazy. I mean, Olbermann's yeah. straight out nuts. We haven't uh, we haven't uh, done anything to his account though, have we? We've just we haven't uh, we haven't blocked his account. We haven't stopped no. his account for a while. Why did Good. you get? No, no. I was just sometimes uh, people. I hear stories all the time of different people that tweet. Uh, Similar tweets. Uh, I get thrown off yeah. uh, Twitter for a little while. Yeah. yeah, no, I guess not. Um, how about Jerry Nadler? Nadler? 
Uh, he's a congressman. Uh, he says uh, Monday he said he should fire uh, James Comey over the letter he sent to lawmakers last month, less than two weeks before Election Day, about newly uh, discovered emails possibly related to the investigation of Hillary Clinton's private huh. server. Yes, he should. That's uh, what he should have been fired, obviously. Now, next up, uh, a little uh, change of heart. Jerry? Uh, yeah, don't be fooled. This is about Comey investigating Trump's Russia. Uh, Trump's justification uh, is nothing but pretext to stop investigation. Yes, this feels like an Archibald Cox moment, but with far, far broader implications for our country. These people, man. They just don't care. They're not even trying anymore. They're not even trying. It just doesn't matter. It's it's a thing we've been talking about a lot. We've certainly talked about it a lot here on Patents Stew, but also we've been talking about it on the radio recently. The value of the English language no longer uh, exists. The currency, like if you look at words as a currency, that currency is in hyperinflation. <laughs> like it just doesn't matter how, what you say anymore. It doesn't matter because these things happen every day on social media. Every day you see someone disagreeing with something they just said two weeks ago. Those things used to overturn campaigns. We talked about the example of yeah. John Kerry being, uh, you know, I voted for it before I voted against it. I, I voted for it before I voted against it. And he did that, and that overturned his campaign, arguably. It was certainly a memorable sure moment was. that really he got hammered with for months. Yeah. He was trying to justify that statement. Uh, now, eh, it doesn't eh. matter. Eh. Six minutes ago, I said the opposite. So what? I mean, the Obamas, they taught us, uh, they went that extra step that the Clintons did that where you just, you just stick with it. You just go with it. Don't worry about it. Don't try to cut, don't try to, uh, don't try to cover it up. Don't try to make excuses for it. It never happened. Mm. Just move on. Mm-hmm. Just plow through it. And Trump almost did the same thing, right? With, I mean, he taught us that, look, doesn't matter. Just say what you, say what you think. And then if you change it later, so. Yeah, what, so, what benefits you at this exact moment is the only consideration. You're questioning what I'm thinking right now? Exactly. Why are you bringing up that? that I mean, yeah, well, we, we're talking 2016. How many times did Kelly and Conway the other day say, like, what? Oh, now you're talking about the, the history the campaign? of us? Campaign speak? The campaign? The man's the president of the United States. Yeah, the campaign was so that he could become president of the United States. He said things on the campaign trail he was supposed to do. You know, oh, the reasons why he got elected? Those words, mm-hmm. it's amazing. Um, by the way, while we're on Twitter, uh, this tweet comes in from uh, Mehdi Hassan, who's a journalist, uh, apparently highly respected from Al Jazeera, who tweets this. NBC's Lester Holt will interview Trump tonight. Given Comey, etc., any half-decent interviewer would tear him apart. Am not holding my breath. A little shade being thrown at your man, well, Jeffy. First of all, what's his name again? Hassan, Mehdi Hassan, Hassan Mr. Hassan from Al Jazeera Twitter account. Uh, don't question uh, Lester Holt. Okay, where am I looking at? I want to make sure Hassan hears me. Lester will knock it out of the ballpark. What if he doesn't? I hope so. I know. And, uh, the, <laughs> and Jeffy the, has become the biggest uh, global uh, booster. We, look, we all know how difficult it is to. Interview the president of the United States, especially if in good in good times when you're trying to be. (laughs) But there's always something that you want to question with them. We all know how hard that is. Right. I mean, it's it's difficult to sit toe to toe with any president and and say we we, my favorite uh, remembrance is when Bill O'Reilly was interviewing Barack Obama at during the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl interview. And Bill O'Reilly at one point 
was going to try to go after him. And I forget exactly what it was about, but he doubled down, and then he even tripled down on trying to get inside and get Barack on, on a question and try to bring it to a point. And uh, President Obama sidestepped all three of them. And at that point, you hear Bill O'Reilly go, all right. And he just moves on because he knows he's not going to get it. Right. With it. And what do you do? What's, what's the proper thing to do? Right. It's hard. because right. I You mean, only have so much time. You only have so much time. He's going to kick you out. If you sit, ask the same question 60 times, you're still not going to get an answer. And, and you're done. And, you, and, and there's no over. interview. Right. So, so I mean, uh, we, that's do difficult. You, do you guys hear the excuse making for Lester Holt coming up? You got to get a little preview of what we're going to hear tomorrow. The justification tour. About uh, the interview, hey, if it goes wrong, Jeffy's got his built-in excuses ready to go. Uh, hashtag so. not Lester's fault. Okay, you've just, already you already have a hashtag. Oh, I mean, I just I just came up with it. Oh, okay, just top top. <laughs> uh, so we'll see how this that goes is a well. shot, right? So I mean, it's gonna, This is perfect timing uh, for Lester to prove to the world uh, to be uh, you know the newsman that I know him to be. So there you go. 888 back is our phone number. Uh, so uh, Patriot Mobile, uh, as you know, you know, the, you know their story, right? Uh, they're a, a conservative phone, cell phone company. And you might think, why do you need to be conservative for a cell phone company? I, I don't care about the politics. Well, you do when your money is going to Planned Parenthood. You do when your money is going to uh, anti-gun rights groups. You do when your money is going to crazy global warming environmentalist groups. You care about it then, don't you? Because that's what's happening right now, likely to you. Patriot Mobile gives you the uh, opposite. Uh, They give you a nationwide talk and text with high-speed 4G LTE data, competitive prices, and they donate up to 5% of your monthly bill to a conservative organization of your choice. Now, normally we just tell you that. Um, We can tell you right now, like this this is happening all the time. Uh, Patriot Mobile just sent a check to the NRA for $10,000. Nice. Uh, These are happening all the time. We never tell you about them. Uh, $5,000 they just sent to the Family Research Council. $2,500 to the Heritage Foundation. Now, here are the, let me give you these charities. You tell me if these are good or not. The American Family Association, Americans for Prosperity. Who's, who pays your salary? It's that group. Right. What's that? Right. Who pays your salary? Uh, Americans for Prosperity. Salary. I want to, we got to interview that guy. I know. From Americans for Prosperity. That's for my name. Great. Uh, Bill of Rights Institute, Club for Growth. They're, they're really good. Concerned Veterans for America, Empower Texans, Faith and Freedom Coalition, uh, Freedom Works, of course, Gun Owners of America, the Heritage Foundation, Independent Women's Forum, the NRA, Prager University is another great one. Uh, really great web videos. We featured some of them here on the show. Uh, Students for Life America, Susan B. Anthony List, Tea Party Patriots, Turning Point USA. Lots of great uh, organizations that okay. are tied into this. we got to get Mercury One on that list, too. I, don't know I was wondering the same thing. Yeah, I'm not sure if it is. That would be a great one to add. I'm sure Patriot Mobile would love to do that. Patriot Mobile will also, by the way, uh, buy out your current contract with credits up to $500 per line and $1,500 per account. And yes, you can keep your phone number and get the coverage you need, all while supporting the charities we just talked about. Plus, you can get a free iPhone 5S or S5, uh, Galaxy S5, when you sign up for a $45 monthly unlimited talk, text, and data plan. Or you can choose from any other really great phones. I've got an iPhone 7. Jeffy has... Um, it's a plastic cup, and he puts it to his ear. It's got a string, though, coming out the other side, so it works really well. Patriot Mobile also gives 10% off to the military uh, and first responders. Gail, call now, and Patriot Mobile will waive the $35 activation fee because they're just so nice. I mean, they just love you. But you have to do some work for it. You have to use promo code Pat and Stu. That's right, Jeffy. 
And don't use promo code Jeffy because you will get zero. They will actually triple your bill <laughs> if you type in promo code Jeffy. <laughs> that's a little deal we've worked out that's, with that. That's not a good deal at all. Don't <laughs> no, type that. Don't type that. <laughs> Go to patriotmobile.com slash patentstew, patriotmobile.com slash patentstew, or call them 1-800-A-PATRIOT, 1-800-A-PATRIOT. All right, triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the phone number. Jeffy's segment is coming up in just a few moments, in which he will look at his unique view of the world, and I would assume uh, a little fanboy action on Lester Holt. Uh, Lester Holt will probably be going on uh, in that break. Um, Trump I'm had happy couple, to do that. Trump had multiple interviews uh, going on. He's he's dealing with the press here in a weird moment because I think a lot of the stuff was scheduled already, and then the Comey stuff happened. So. Uh, obviously, that was his now doing. He's so caught up in the whirlwind of it. Yeah, he is. And so Lester today, um, he also had an interview with the Economist and with Time. Time, he's bashing a lot of media figures, uh, saying bashing Stephen Colbert, bashing bashing uh, Chris Cuomo, Don Lemon. Um, now, of those three, the only one who's in the douche hall of fame is Chris Cuomo, right? Colbert's not in the douche hall of fame, is he? Mm, we should no, consider that. So. That's, yeah, that's, that is a good consideration. You could definitely get there, I think. That is a good consideration. Uh, I think at one point, maybe he was, uh, he's back to being relevant again. At one point, it was, yeah. there was definitely a relevancy clause. Yeah, I think when he was on Comedy Central, we were like, eh, yeah, I mean, yeah. who cares? But uh, I think, you know, he's doing the same shtick over and over again. Yeah, he but is. now he is on, uh, he's got the number one night show, or late night show, so. Uh, got awful, too. So this, this was an interesting one. Uh, the Prime the Pump. Uh, conversation. This is with The Economist. Um, he says, uh, he talks about how uh, his, uh, his tax plan may increase the deficit. Uh, he will say, uh, he says, uh, you know, r- what about Ronald Reagan's tax reform? That didn't increase the deficit. And he said, well, actually it did. But it's called priming the pump. You know, if you don't do that, you're never going to bring your taxes down. Now, if we get the health care bill through Congress, this is why, you know, a lot of people said, why isn't he going with taxes first? That's his wheelhouse. Well, hey, look, I convinced many people over the last two weeks, believe me, many congressmen to go with it. And they're great people. But one of the great things about getting health care is we will be saving, I mean, anywhere from $400 billion to $900 billion. Mr. So Mr. Mnuchin? Mnuchin, that's the uh, yeah. Treasury Secretary. Yeah. Um, that all Correct. goes to tax reduction. Tremendous savings. So the economist asks... But beyond that, uh, it's okay if the tax plan increases the deficit? It's okay because it won't increase for long. You, you may have two years where you... You understand the expression, prime the pump? Yes. We have to prime the pump. It's very... Uh, how, Keynesian. Keynesian? Yes. Keynesian, Okay. It's very Keynesian. Uh, yeah, well, we're the highest tax nation in the world. Have you heard that expression before for this particular type of event? <laughs> Priming the pump? Ha- yeah, have you heard it? Yes. Have you heard that expression used before? Because I haven't heard it. I mean, I just came up with it a couple days ago, and I thought it was good. It's, it's, it's what you have to do. It's... Uh, yeah, you have to do is put something on before you can put get something out. <laughs> These conversations are so absurd. Here, if you want, so you know what? I just came up with grease the palm. Ever heard of it? <laughs> grease the wheel. You could grease a lot of things. Okay, look on Jeffy's website. I found out a long time ago. If you holler about a lot of stuff, people do what you want. You know what? We should call. The squeaky wheel. <laughs> the, the squeaky wheel gets the... I like that. And so uh, the thought here is, is he actually believing, A, he invented... I don't invented, know. I think so. I didn't even go for the options yet. How do you know? A, did he... I don't inv- know. I think so. 
Did he invent the phrase priming the pump? That's option A. Option B, did he believe he invented the association with the economy of priming the pump? So those are the A and B, and I think that's where everyone, everyone has looked stop. at this and said, yeah. right? So I will say it seems to me like he might be thinking B. I don't think he thinks he invented the phrase priming the pump. I think he may think like, hey, this is associated, he, as he said, with this type of event, right? Uh, have you ever heard of it uh, with, with this type of the event? Uh, well, yeah, it's a, it's been around and it's it's been an economic phrase since 1933. Are you um, working for Donald Trump now? No, what are you are talking you about? Are you making the spin? No, I'm trying to justify <laughs> no, I'm that he didn't really hey. think that he actually came up with it because he did. You and think you he think, damn well you know think he, he did. thinks he, he was the first person to ever utter priming uh, pump that, that whole idea priming as it's associated with the economy. Idea. Okay, because that's option B. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying like, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, people used to talk about it with pipes, but now I'm saying it with the economy. Do you believe that? I don't I'm even smart. know. Actually, okay. I don't even know that he knows about the pipes. I don't know either. Option three, however, option C, if you will. This is where you're going to start working for Donald Trump. This is where it. I'm going to work for Donald Trump. It. Let me let me be Kellyanne Conway. He's saying it's the first time that phrase has been used for his tax plan. Yeah. Specifically, I came up with it to describe my tax plan. That's me. I did that. <laughs> I, I did that. That is absolutely the spin they put on it. You can count on it. Count on it. So we'll see this if that actually important. happens. Do you have the other? Uh, do we have the other uh, conversation? I thought. Oh, we had, I don't know. Uh, there was there was another good one. Oh yeah, here it is. Yeah, uh, here it is. This is on him on on the future of USS Ford class carriers. You know, the catapult is quite important. So I said, what is this, sir, our digital catapult system? He said, well, we're going to, do, to this because we wanted to keep up with modern technology. I said, you don't use steam anymore for the catapult? <laughs> no, sir. No. I said, ah, how's it working? Sir, not good, not good, doesn't have the power. You know, the steam is just brutal. You could see the sucker going, and the steam's going all over the place, and there's planes thrown in the air. It sounded bad to me. Digital. They have digital. What is digital? And I have, and it's very complicated. You have to be Albert Einstein to figure it out. And I said, and now they want to build more aircraft carriers. I said, what system are you going to be? They said, sir, we're staying with digital. I said, no, you're not. You're going to GD Steam. <laughs> The digital costs hundreds of millions of dollars, more money, and it's no good. Period. Uh, By the way, use the GD uh, there. I didn't want to use it uh, for your benefit, but uh, you actually just blurred it. And just as a side note, uh, the reason that uh, a lot of times we give out the phone number and don't take calls is because uh, that was the first segment. We just finished the first (laughs) segment of uh, hour one uh, for the Pat and Stu program. after the hour. So uh, if we don't take your phone call, get over it. Believe me, (laughs) we'll get to it eventually. Maybe never. Back in a moment. Here are 
some stories that Jeffy found and felt like sharing with us so we don't have to talk anymore. Mm. All right. I miss Pat. Welcome to Pat and Stu. Uh, obviously, Pat has been gone this week and uh, sadly missed. Uh, sadly <laughs> missed because I... Well, he looks at the right camera for one. That's one and, thing uh, he does. That's what one. camera am I looking at? This one? The okay. one with the red. Looking at that one? The red, one, the one with I, the red I'm leg. colorblind. I have no idea what you're talking about, the one with the red. You're really colorblind? I don't know what, what colorable... You really about? don't. Are you really colorblind? Yeah. I don't oh, know. we're testing that. It's going to be a new bit. <laughs> I can't. I mean, I can see what is it. This is the one. I mean, I'm, I'm supposed to look at this one because it's number one. Tell me the number, not the color. Well, I mean, but the number is always up there when you're I in know the that. studio. That's what like, I'm saying. When they shift to this number two, right? It turns two. red. So that's how you know that one's on and right, being broadcast. All right, light over up four. here. Like on, on, right now, I'm looking at four. But one. Is- but now, like I got two, it's not on. Now I look like a four. It's not on. Go back to two. two. Four, two, four, one. Safe. Yeah, there's no way see that, that works. No, I don't see it light up at all. Go to two. You really don't see that change? No. Well, it's not on now. Go to no, two. No, one is on, right? Yes, now one is on. Now go to two. See? It's red. Yeah, That's whatever. You know. Whatever. Well, that was a good segment, Jeffy. Uh, <laughs> no, um, We've got to do the video of this lady. So okay. uh, a mom takes her kids to this uh, little walk-in drive-through uh, animal park zoo. Mm-hmm. All right? And the girl uh, is up looking at the kangaroo. Now, it's a, the kangaroos are kind of mean animals anyway. And they have a sign up that says, uh, you know, I bite. Okay. Don't put your hands through the fence. Sure. And so the girl is goes up to the fence, and you can see that she's kind of uh, playing with the kangaroo. And in her interview, she says she was going back and forth outside the fence, and the kangaroo was uh, the kangaroo was kind of following her. Yeah. So then she went up and got closer to the fence, and you'll see what happens here. Jennifer White took this cell phone video of her daughter's up close to the kangaroo. The younger one reaches through the fence, and then. The kangaroo. I mean, the kangaroo grabs her and starts biting her on the top of her head. Holy crap! I mean, and that happens so fast. I'm thinking. At first, you think, "Oh, she videotaped it with her phone. Why didn't she?" If you watch, the mom drops the phone. You know, I mean, it it happens so fast. Right, 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 right. right. So I get that, but I'm kind of. I, I don't know who to blame. Uh, you know, because the fence is pretty loose. Yeah, but so you can't let your kid get that close. I've been I, right? this before. Right? Can we go to that last the screenshot here? Do we have a second real quick at the end of that I mean, video? It, Look at the source. Don't change font or size? Is that the actual website or they just forget to put the source in there? They just forgot to put the Welcome to Patent Stew, your leading source for news about little Bow Wow. Bow Wow, or as we call him, B Dubs. You call him that? Yeah, I'll you do? Oh my God, yeah. Um, I think this is an interesting one, however, uh, because uh, well, you might not think of us as big Bow Wow fans, um, and you'd be right. Um, however, uh, this is really funny, I think. Um, so this is uh, on his Instagram page. Uh, this is his picture he tweeted. He said, hey, look at me. You know, hey, here we are. Look at that. Travel day, New York City press run for growing up hip hop. Let's go. I promise to bring y'all the hottest show ever. 
May 25th on WeTV. What is nice. WeTV, by the way? Nice. You know what WeTV is, by any chance? Uh, well, WeTV, yeah, it's a... Now you don't know. Yes, it, I've seen the WeTV logo and the network. I do not know what all they air. Okay, and here's the reveal of it. It's uh, So this guy, Little Bawa, is on my flight to New York, but on his Instagram he posted a picture of a private jet <laughs> caption traveling to New York today. Um, That's so, great. Uh, which is kind of funny. So he actually posted a picture of a private jet like, acting like he was going to get on it and then got on a commercial but flight. But he never said it. He was at the, it never, he never said, said he was it. actually on it. He never yeah. said it. So. That turned That's into funny. the Bow Wow Challenge, uh, where people decided to do, do the types of things he Very was doing. Funny. Here's some of the examples of, of what people Very came funny. up with. Uh, look at this one. It's, uh, the tweet. I don't have the tweet here. Uh, oh, uh, uh, took, out, took the whip out for a wash is what it said. He washed his car. Uh, here's the actual picture. <laughs> Very funny. Uh, how about uh, this one? I stuck in traffic in my Lexus. Uh, okay, that's cool. Um, of course, here's the actual picture. <laughs> this is a magazine with a Lexus uh, steering wheel on it. Um, uh, here's, here's another one. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know what any of these words mean, I'll be honest with you. I feel like I, I, feel like I have Trump's connection to the English language right now. Um, but uh, <laughs> he's talking about driving, uh, apparently, his car. Actually, no, he's on uh, the bus, uh, and he's holding... What seems to be a steering wheel <laughs> on the bus. That's great. <laughs> kind of funny. How about this one? Um, about to turn up, y'all. Again, I, uh, turn up. Is that a, it's a vegetable? I, 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 that's what I thought. Uh, apparently, no. Uh, it's uh, alcohol in some fashion. Uh, and actually, but no, it's not really that big of a badass. He's not really a baller. He's got those are the little, little, little tiny little ones. <laughs> and uh, you also have me, me at the stadium. Uh, here he is. Wow. But, you know, enjoying the stadium. Look at that. He's, he's about to uh, maybe take a picture. Um, and in reality, however, it's a little bit less exciting. Uh, he's just in front of the TV. <laughs> These are really good, though. That's very funny. I will say, Those I didn't understand great. a lot of the words, but the pictures made me laugh. Kind of like you with most you books. Need. It's mm-hmm. all you need. Pictures, like, too. Like you with most books. You don't need, look, I learned a long time ago, words don't matter. Nah, well, you, we just, are learning that, I'll tell you that. Just pictures. Uh, uh, here, here's an interesting one. This comes from uh, Disney. They are spending... $500 million on an amusement park that is themed after the 2009 movie Avatar. How cool is that? It's stupid. What? Um, I love the headline. Remember Avatar? Disney sure hopes you do. <laughs> of course you do. They've, they've got other, there's other movies coming out from Avatar in the next few years. Although haven't yet. They will. Um, now, Avatar, which what is interesting about this is Avatar, to love Jeffy's that. point, and he's the only person I've ever met who I likes love that this movie. movie. It is the biggest movie of all time in pure dollar amounts. Okay, So that is a reason why you'd say, hey, let's build an amusement park uh, after it. Yeah. Right? Um, however, they're, unlike every other movie near the top of the list, there is nothing that I can think of anybody who thinks of something like iconic from that movie. It's just like it was a throwaway Wow, the technology's cool. Let's go see it. Eh, that was okay. And then they're done with it. Like, for example, in here they say, uh, uh, here's the, uh, but theme parks are big business. Disney is counting on what executives call Avatar Land. The official name is Pandora, World of Avatar, yeah. to help uh, keep the engine humming. Pandora. It's fiscal year uh, that po- uh, popular theme park attractions, that is, it's uh, playing catch up with rival Universal Studios, which launched a, hu- a hugely successful Harry Potter theme park in 2010. Now, the big question is whether Disney can pull all, uh, that off with Avatar Land or if it's just chasing unobtainium. 
Uh, yeah. uh, see that? Uh, see what he did there? That's an Avatar reference. See, uh, you don't know it because no one knows it. It's a, it's a, it's a no one knows it, but it's a bi- movie. Give me, give me five of the main characters off the top of your head. Well, there was one guy. Right, like, and, 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 and you like this guy. movie. You, le- Jeffy, legitimately like. I this do movie. enjoy the movie. But you go, Han Solo, is a good Luke movie. Skywalker, Princess Leia, Jabba the Hutt. Like you go through them like crazy on these know, iconic what, what's movies. What's her face? Is in it? What's her face? What's her face? What's the face? You know, what's her face? You know, and. uh the point is, is that they'll be able. There's a lot of cool uh, things that they'll be able to do for rides. You'll be able to for them. It'll, they'll make money off of it. People will like the rides. I mean, that is that's got to be one of the worst points ever made on television. People will like the rides. Of course, that's but they don't do have it. to theme it with Avatar if people for rides. For those rides, they do. No, they don't. They can make rides. Are you gonna? Are you gonna? Where else are you gonna be able to uh, ride on the Pandora giant? But that's bird the point. Monster? People don't care. People don't care and about the Pandora, Pandora giant part of bird it. monster. You, uh, come on now. People no one will cares. care about that. You didn't. I can, even when we read the name, we said Pandora World of Avatar. You go, oh, because you were remembering that was the I was, name it was of all the park. Back to me, yeah. yes. <laughs> um, and I it think is one of those movies. I will say this about the movie. One of the reasons that I do like it is that uh, it's one of those movies like when. Uh, Say I'm at home and I'm bossing the wife around to clean the house. Yes. Well, the wife and the kids around to clean the house and stuff. It's a movie you can put on and just have on that nothing, uh, you know, really, really horrible, horrific happens. And it's a good little movie. It could be on all the time and you can still be doing stuff and miss bits and pieces and come back to it. And, you know, it's just a good movie to have on while I'm telling the family to clean the house. But that, that's not a passion. What you're talking about is not something a reason to build a $500 million amusement park. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a argument to buy the dvd it's not an argument to buy 500 million dollars worth of crap. plus you'll be able to uh, uh take the ride where you turn into the blue people with the tail the giant blue people with the tail that'll be fun what are the blue people called i can't remember i mean that's I amazing can't what the, do you I, forget I want, ewoks you know what i mean yeah like, i do you don't you don't forget no, you don't things like that. What, are the, what is their stupid i can't remember it's incredible, though. So the movie worldwide, the biggest movie of all time, two point seven eight billion dollars oh, worldwide. Now that might be the bet, by the way. People come, you know, Disney is not even an American thing anymore. It is a global thing, right? That's true. And they might be saying, "Look, people really do love it in the other parts of the world." And there are sequels that are scheduled, although not out yet. Titanic is number two, two point one eight six billion. You say that, and you're wow. like, oh, two point one eight six billion. You, you think of, uh, I'm the king of the world. You, there's a million different things from that movie you can point to and say, okay, I remember that. Uh, now, Star Wars: The Force Awakens is the next one, and that's actually the biggest in the United States. Obviously, that one was really recent, so it kind of doesn't count. Same with Jurassic World and Avengers. Uh, Furious Seven, I would say, I would not put in that category. Furious. Now, Furious 8, Fate of the Furious, was fantastic. Almost a documentary of uh, sorts. <laughs> but, uh, it's weird. It just doesn't seem like it has that, that oomph. You know, it really doesn't. Avatar is just, first of all, it's another, yet another freaking story about how evil people are and how they always screw everything up. It's, you know, James Cameron just being an environmentalist loser and, and trying to convince you that everything you do with your freaking SUVs is bad. Uh, and it's just, it's a forgettable storyline. People were just amazed by the technology, period. That's that movie. There's nothing else there. It's a bunch of nonsense. Uh, and uh, so we'll okay, see. Sam Worthington. You're looking at it. I see okay, your Okay, Sam phone. Worthington. No, I, I'm just remembering this now as I'm looking at the story. Don't hold Sam it. Worthington. Jake. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Sigourney Weaver. And, on it, and this is serious. 
Jeffy really likes the movie. I like, do, you're enjoy, actually a, the biggest fan I've ever met of that movie. I enjoy it. I, I, I will sit down and watch it if it's on. You know, just uh, if it's on, I'll catch bits and pieces. Unbelievable. I'm sure we like it. So there you go. I like the blue uh, people with the tails. Speaking of uh, Fate of the Furious. I don't know what they're called, though. I know. That's what my point Pandorans, I guess. Uh, can they make back $500 million? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they will because they're Disney. But yeah. uh, and, and maybe it's a global play. Um, how about, uh, speaking of uh, Fast and the Furious, uh, fa- number seven is the sixth biggest movie globally of all time. Uh, probably Fate of the Furious uh, is actually number 12 of all time already, and it's still making money uh, all over the world. Um, uh, the Rock is maybe going to take some advantage of that, and, and, and his play here may be for the presidency of the United States. Um, That's he was amazing. asked about a career in politics by British GQ. He said, quote, I think that it's a real possibility. A year ago, it started coming up more and more, and there was a real sense of earnestness, which made me go home and think, let me really really think my answer and make sure I'm giving the answer that is truthful and also respectful. Um, he, said, he said, until then, he'd like to see more from President Trump. I'd like to see better leadership. I'd like to see uh, a greater leadership. When there is a disagreement and you have a large group of people that you're in disagreement with, for example, the media, I feel like it informs me that I could do better. Um, he, he says the new, uh, and by the way, he's doing Baywatch. Which, honestly, President Hasselhoff is, is really potentially <laughs> just as likely. I don't know. The, the Rock the is... The way The Rock, Justin, man, The Rock. I, I, I remember when The Rock, when we'd go to see him wrestling. At one point in my life, there were people in my life that wanted to go to the WWE. It might have been F still, mm-hmm. a thousand years ago, when he was just The Rock. And do you smell what The Rock is cooking and yeah. everything? No way do you come... I can't Get believe how this. far this guy's come. I know. It's amazing because I, I don't like wrestling at all. And uh, to see that happen, um, for that kind of transition from him being this wrestler that I didn't care about at all to an actor who seemed to me kind of like a joke. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, this actor turned uh, wrestler turned actor. Come on. And he's, turned, he's actually now got to the point where he's really funny. His presence is great. He's really good on Saturday Night Live. He's, you could tell he's a really hard worker. Um, he's really likable. Yep. I don't know anything about his politics. He did appear... Um, at a Republican National Convention that we went to. I, I want to say it was 2004, um, if I had to guess. Uh, right. I, don't think, I don't know. I, I don't think I, it was 2008. I think it was 2004. Usually when you... Uh, I mean, he, he graduated from the University of Miami. I think he graduated. I know he went there. He played football there. He went to Hamden. Didn't he go to Hamden, Connecticut uh, High School, I believe? Because that's if you, if you want to have some uh, weird his- history... Uh, I believe it's him, if I'm remembering right. Um, he oh, went to Hamden, Hamden, Connecticut High School. Hamden, Connecticut is the town uh, in which houses KC101 and WELI Radio, WELI, a wow. current affiliate of ours uh, for, on radio. KC101, the station that Glenn was the morning show host of for many, many years. In the parking lot of KC101 is a Little League field, or at least it was. I have no idea if it's still there. And that's where The Rock used to play Little League at that really? field. Um, so he was, uh, I mean, now that could be true or it could be a complete, a complete fabrication. <laughs> I, 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 I don't say, remember. I, I just I never know. looked it up. It was one since of the things spent, that everyone said. Since I spent station, years but. in Florida, I just know that he played for Miami, you know, and I, I know right. that he played for Miami and I'm pretty sure he played for one of the national championship teams. Oh, really? I didn't know he, he was, was that there. good. Um, let's see. Hamden, mm. Connecticut was the rock from Hamden, Connecticut. Uh, and it does look like that. Yes, a decent spent a part of his childhood in Hamden. There you go. There He's you the go. man. So there you go. Who knew? Yeah, national championship in 1991 Miami Hurricanes. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, more interesting uh, than a giant man would be this giant taco. Uh, important news we're breaking to you now. A giant 
taco. Giant taco. And there it is. Here's the guy. Uh, he's cradling him like it's a baby. <laughs> Jeffy, you... I, I would hope that you do not treat a... I would not mind you treating a taco like a baby, but I would mind you treating a baby like a taco because you would eat the baby. I mean, that is a big... That, is that a, that's not a taco. That's a burrito, though, isn't it? Sure looks like it. I mean, that looks more burrito-ish to me. I mean, where do you catch something like that? That right there is proof that uh, Fukushima has done damage to the oceans. You're catching fish like that. that it's more like proof than you had before, I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, it is a 4.5-pound concoction. Oof. And it's free if you can eat the entire thing in 13 minutes. Oh, there's no chance. No. Come on, I, you know, nobody's doing that. Jeffy's not a sprinter. He's a, the Kenyan. I, I am. Uh, he's a distance runner. Yeah. Um, I think you could get through that in... Could you get through that in a show, you think? Well, yeah, I'm not, that's a lot. Yeah, that's an 13, awful lot. That's, or 4.5 pounds. Plus, I don't, I don't like a lot of the bougie little stuff, sauce that they put on some of those So you're not tacos. a big Mexican food fan? Because yeah. you probably don't like sour cream or guacamole or yeah. salsa or yeah. cheese sauce. Yeah. Queso? Yeah, that's fine. The cheese sauce is okay. Everyone loves queso. Queso is the greatest invention <laughs> of all time. Let's be honest about it. You've made that argument before. I have. I do think. Again, I, I would absolutely screw the wall, open the border. I will build an Acela train for Mexico City to keep queso coming in. I'm fine with that. <laughs> Nothing should uh, stop that ever. By the way, it's only twelve ninety nine for that thing. Well, that's not that's bad. That's a good deal. That's a good deal. And it's a good deal to take a shot, right? If you eat it, it's free. Why not? See, this is why you get how you are. When that is your reasoning, you take a shot, why not? If you can't think of a reason, why not? That's kind of the problem. I mean, you take a shot. By the way, we are in uh, day four? Four. Four of the uh, 18-day Jeffy Fat Guy Challenge. I hope you're doing it along with us. Tweet us your results, by the way. Are you losing weight on this challenge? Because basically the whole point is lose as much as you can. We didn't really put any goals on this. Jeffy, how much weight have you lost uh, as it relates to our competition so far? 10 pounds. 9.8 pounds. That's really good. 9.8. I've only lost three. But I am doing it because I need to do it. It's good for you. You're not. Look, you pretend to be uh, part of the fat guy gang. But you oh, really I'm part are. of the fat guy game. Well, I mean, we'll let, we've let you in because you keep saying that you're part of the fat guy game, but you really aren't a fat guy. Uh, I am a fat guy. I am a fat guy. I have, I have, I would say. You do have fat guy tendencies, maybe. Lots of them. <laughs> uh, I, I, but I have about 3% have, more self control than And I, I will guess. say that, uh, you know, I have gone down some fat guy eating with you over the years. So I can I mean, do it. I, 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 people, you know, I mean, the the guy who could eat more than anybody else is Kobayashi, right? Or, or yeah, well, I guess it's Joey fast. Chestnut. Yeah, they now. That's the speed, but Those still, that's a hundred hot dogs they're eating, right? A hundred hot dogs. I can't eat a hundred hot dogs in any period yeah, of time, right. like it, a year. I don't know how long it takes. At least a month. Oh, I can eat a hundred hot dogs. Are you kidding me? Two mo- Kogel hot dogs from Michigan. I just went through the batch that I purchased from Kogel's. You Michigan. went to Michigan to get hot dogs? Yeah, they deliver. Um, so Online purchase. This is, uh, it's true. Um, and we have to make sure we're safe, though. We, again, when you do these things, you have to do them safely. A lot of times they'll say they recommend that you work with a physician uh, in before a diet plan, before starting any diet Whatever. plan. Whatever. Um, and this is why. Um, long periods of intense exercise can change the composition of your gut bacteria and can actually lead to health risks. New research. <laughs> Um, the research uh, looked at uh, soldiers taking part in an intensive training program and found that prolonged exercise caused the protective barrier in their guts to become permeable. permeable. Right. In other words, uh, the prolonged exertion triggered a leaky guy syndrome. And the condition. You do not want leaky guy syndrome. You have that, right? At one time, I had it. 
at one time I had. I don't have it right. I don't have it right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at one time I had leaky guy syndrome, and that's why I said yeah. you do not want leaky guy syndrome. No, you do not. It's I, not pretty. Now some would say maybe the article had a mistype and it was leaky gut syndrome, but I don't. I don't. I don't well, you can call it whatever you want. I'm just telling you, you don't want it. Okay. <laughs> and uh, uh, I guess wow. <laughs> There's an article here about you going under surgery What's that? in Mexico. You're going to have surgery in Mexico. Why is this? A st- it says right here, world's heaviest man goes under knife in Mexico. I've actually watched quite a bit on this. Uh, um, I'm a man. He, he has specifically uh, struggled for quite some time. He's one of those guys, too, that uh, I'm surprised wow. that he, uh, look at I that. I mean, he has major roles in his face. I don't think yeah. I've ever noticed that before on anyone, even you. He's, he's, uh, he's really big. In his cheeks. It's not a roll under like a, a double chin, which is a, is an ex, it's something we ex, we we kind of expertly I mean, produce see, here this, in the boys. He's searching out but he has shoes. He's traveling with shoes. I mean, he's, a lot of people. By the time you get Wait, about, are you giving eight, him credit for getting shoes? Yes. On? Look at that. He's got shoes. He still has some kind of clothes on. We talked about most this guy people, before, haven't we? Yes. He does not look like he's thirteen hundred pounds. Yes, this guy is not. I, you know, I will say that I was just going. To, I was just going to say that this is not the guy no. I was thinking of. There's another guy in Mexico that is, uh, I can't remember his, his name, but this is not him. This guy, I don't believe, is, is 1,300 pounds. What? Is it Uribe? Manuel Uribe? Is that who you're talking yes. about? Yes. He died. We've lost him. He's no longer the fattest guy. We've lost him. Oh, my gosh. Wait, hold on. Let me, let me break it to you differently. Uh, he's getting Why? sick. He's not looking so good. He died. Manuel? In 2007. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. What? It's very sad. You're laughing uh, but it's manual old dying? Uh, it's 10 years ago, Jeffy. I, I, yes, I'm laughing at it. Why wasn't I told? I don't know, Jeffy. I, I thought you were on all the fat guy messages. I mean, I, I still see him on TV. I figured he was still alive. Wow, you really look hurt. You really look hurt by that. It's, uh, it's terrible. Because this, this guy is now like the fattest guy uh, in Mexico, imposter. Im- well, no, he's the fattest guy in Mexico. I'm just saying that he's I, not I watch uh, a 600-pound yes. life. And they don't have shoes on, and most of the time they don't have clothes I mean, that fit. They're diff- they look like that, and this is 600-pound life. Sometimes they get up to seven, eight hundred. I would give pounds. this guy. I would, I would give this guy, you know, eight, eight to nine. Yeah, that's about what I would say. He's one of the fattest guys I've seen on that show. However, he's not that much. He's not double. And if the he's size got shoes people. on, he's still trying to be. Why are you so obsessed point. with the shoes? Because. <laughs> It's such a weirdo. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm just saying, if you watched 600-pound life, one of the bonuses of losing weight a lot of times yeah. for the plus 600-pound people is being able to put shoes on again and walk. They well, all... walking, I can understand. Why the shoe? I mean, you don't get fat on your feet, do you? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Your feet, absolutely, you get fat on your feet. Uh, on what your you... ankles, but not your feet. Oh, you get... oh, yeah, you do. Your feet lose Foot weight, fat? too, and you lose it. Yeah. And you also... Uh... <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, you also, if you notice on the six hundred pound life, what happens is a it's very difficult to put them on. Okay, and you're B, right to bend down. I can see that being a and, problem. Well, yeah, I mean you can't even. I mean to bend over, balance everything, and the way that they walk to keep themselves, if they're still mobile at all, if they're still getting out of the bed and moving, they don't want shoes on because the shoes will you'll fall. They throw off the whole balance. I, I actually feel like you could go on about this for like a half an hour. About the shoes on the fat thousand pound guy. Well, it's just pissing me off that this guy is. You got shoes on. Uh, get a shot of this. Jeffy, Jeffy got a, shoes on today. <laughs> Look at that. I do. I actually put shoes on today. Yay. It's a little dark see? down there. but uh, No, it's okay. Well, so I've, got the, I've got the gray, you know. 
It's intentional. Really we we, uh, we don't want to show you any light down there in that generation. <laughs> there's right. no cankles on his feet. Are you kidding me? I'm athletically overweight. Don't get me started on that. I will not. Triple eight seven twenty seven back is the phone number. Uh, let's say you wanted to really go crazy and just have a, just a fun day. Uh, you wanted to eat, let's say, forty days of food. Oh man! Uh, now you're in, talking fun in, a, in an hour. Or two. Now you are talking fun, Stu. That's the Jeffy challenge, uh, but not this week because he's going for eighteen days in a row. Uh, if you have an emergency and you really need to store some food to feed your family, you need something of real value to see you through any financial shutdown as well. That's where my Patriot Supply really comes through. They have a forty-day emergency food supply plus a one troy ounce sunshine minting silver round for one hundred and forty-nine bucks. Now this includes breakfast, lunch, and dinner for forty days for an adult. Order now, 888-457-3432 or online at preparewiththeblaze.com. Uh, this is a great deal. I mean, you're going to get silver, and so you've kinda got, you kind of go down the road of having a little bit of something that holds its value. We know gold and silver both have never gone to zero. Um, this is something of value that if there is a real breakdown in our financial system, you're going to have something of value. And then in addition to that, you're going to get 40 days of food, so you're going to be able to push through. Uh, you're going to kind of have something for a real Real things really break down, and stuff for maybe a natural disaster, maybe a, a, a job loss or a terrorist attack where the food system breaks down for just you know a couple of weeks. You get to cover both of those here with one package, forty days of food plus the one troy ounce silver round thingy, which I don't even really understand what it is. That's right there. When do they have it? No, they don't have it on the picture. Oh yeah, there it is. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Right yeah, there. The troy ounce. It's bigger than even the pancakes. Now, that's, I don't think that's to size. <laughs> it's not to scale. Uh, give them a call, 888-457-3432, or online, preparewiththeblaze.com. See, there's a reason, though, Stu. Did I mention there's a reason why fat people, well, once you get over 600 pounds, you don't wear shoes? What, why? why? What's the reason? Because you fall, you lose your balance. Oh, you're going back into that. Please, let's go to commercial. <laughs> Welcome back. Triple Eight Seven Twenty Seven Beck is the phone number. Uh, so, Al Gore, uh, he's he's a pretty important guy. He sure is, as you know. He would, you know, what you know what Al Gore loves? Earth, uh, Avatar. He loves the movie because it's Does about envir- annoying environmentalists. It's always good to find something where people can come together with each other. Right, right, true. Gore's uh, new plan. He wants to decarbonize the world's energy system. His new plan features a new, sophisticated, and expensive public relations campaign, but it's all based on his views on carbon dioxide. Yay. First broached in his 1992 book, Earth in the Balance, which he reissued in 2000 for his failed campaign. Subsequent efforts made, Gore, uh, made by Gore during the past 25 years have transformed little from their genesis, as he remains as tragically wrong today as he was wow. when he first surfaced as an opponent of everything linked to carbon dioxide, according to the Washington Examiner. If you scroll through the verbiage uh, surrounding the document, you will find the core policy recommendation is a massive punishing carbon tax. Gore would start the tax at $50 per ton, which would increase to $100 per ton over time, essentially destroying the market for continued robust development of the world's fossil fuel base. Uh, Our economic growth and personal well-being depends on robust fossil fuel use, so Gore's plan would destroy these as well. But don't worry, the all-unestimated cost to re-engineer humanity is only a mere $15 trillion, enough to give every man, woman, and child in the United States more than forty-six grand. Just the fifteen trillion, Jeffy. No big deal. Uh, actually, I think that, that that's fine. It's actually if a bargain. It compared saves to the, other the earth. Group. If it saves the earth. Yeah, if it saves the earth is kind of the important part of that, right? 
Well, I mean, we we're, we hope and pray that it will. Right, of course. Hope and pray. Uh, well, there you go. Um, because uh, the other group wanted 90, 90 yeah, they, trillion. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, the, world, the world group wants 90. And I think this is, I think, I have to go back and watch his little speech where his interview that we found, where we, we got a couple of cuts from it, but I, I didn't finish the the interview. Yeah. He was at this the world group there that wants like 90. 90 trillion. Um, I think that still is kind of a go. I like that because I don't think it's, they're off. Al Gore's the big bargain at uh, right. at fifteen trillion dollars, which is kind of interesting. <laughs> uh, by right. the way, um, and they all and that whole thing. The reason that I can't bring myself to finish watching that interview, a, it's Al Gore, but is that they not one time. I mean, the whole thing. You just want someone to say, "But Al, wait, it didn't happen." Yeah, I You're, know it didn't happen. Not no, it did, it did, the as, whole as Pat would say. It did, <laughs> except he would do it better. Um, so the interesting thing about that, I think, is how little they actually pay attention to their own nonsense. Uh, for example, Barack Obama went to a climate speech in Europe. He brought a private jet, of course, and a 14-car convoy to get to the actual speech. <laughs> pisses me off so bad. SUVs, police cars, sedans, motorcycles... Uh, and, of course, he was already partying on a 450-foot super you know, yacht. We've said it before a thousand times. Good for him. You know what I mean? I, uh, good for him. But if, yeah. he just preaches the... A, he preaches, and B, it's built on our backs. You know, I mean, he, he, you know, right. the reason Barack Obama is rich is because he was president. It has nothing to do with anything else he's accomplished. He's accomplished life. zero. Yeah. Like, Mitt Romney was at least rich because he, he earned the money. Like, you know, I, what, have, what has Barack Obama done? He's released a book. Which he got, which sold because he was a presidential candidate, uh, or, or, or said, about to be. They they got him into office as president, and then what? They're going to give him and Michelle more money than anybody else on the planet for a book that hasn't been written yet, right? Both of them, I think, are signed book deals for big money that nobody signs big book deals anymore. You know, that's a yeah. That's just a payment. Yeah, because um, you you know, I mean, he maybe he was the president. Maybe he'll sell stuff. I don't know. Um, quickly before we uh, go to a uh, break, we have spoons on the other side of the break, which Jeffy's ruined this week because he says we have to be healthy and be healthy. Right. Got to go into it. So we have another healthy product to try on spoons, which is He's ruining strong. my life right now. Uh, but before we do that, I want to tell you a little bit something from the wonderful world of stew, and we're talking about a giant green fail. This one you might not have heard of, uh, but uh, it's absolutely unbelievable. Watch. Wind turbines are racist. Let me explain. Have you ever seen a black wind turbine? No. Have you ever seen a brown wind turbine? No. They're all white, every single one of them. But wind turbines aren't just gigantic, racially insensitive, diversity-denying jerks. They have other vices as well. Recently, Seattle's Waterfront Park decided it would be a good idea to buy a set of three wind turbines for around $107,000. The three wind turbines, who are all white, if you were wondering, will generate $1.39 worth of electricity per day, or a spectacular $42 per month. Now, that might not seem like a lot because that is the low estimate, to be fair. At peak generation, the turbines will create about, wait for it, over five bucks a day, 
or $168 a month in electricity. At that rate, it will only take about 53 years for the wind turbines to pay for themselves. Well, you know, assuming no maintenance costs or staffing or anything else. A city councilwoman summed up the wind turbines energy production perfectly, along with the reason government is horrible at everything. Quote, I did not realize they would produce so little energy. I wouldn't have voted for it knowing it was that little. Of course, even these disastrous estimates are just guesses. City officials can't even be sure because, you know, they're wind turbines. They can't predict wind speeds. They aren't God. One other minor issue, even the crappy amount of electricity they were supposed to generate is difficult to live up to when they aren't even turned on. A maintenance issue is preventing them from actually operating. Of course, green energy projects rarely have anything to do with green energy. An operational set of wind turbines was never the intent of city council. Their main function, according to Nathan West, Director of Community and Economic Development for Seattle, they were built to, quote, ensure we have a vertical element to draw visitors to the park. Translate, they were built to look pretty. Sure, they'll be able to generate enough energy to illuminate some lights in the park as well when they're finally turned on. But the reality is they are there as a design element that adds to the, quote, positive aesthetic in the park and, quote, symbolizes energy creation. $107,000 to symbolize energy creation. The only thing these wind turbines symbolize is wasted taxpayer money and white supremacy. And that's why the wind turbines at Waterfront Park in Washington are yet another green fail. All right, there you go. Spoons wow. to the other side. Amazing, right? Triple eight seven twenty seven. Back is the number. Back with more. I love wind turbines. You do? Yeah. I actually think they do look. Cool. I know. I think I like, I like uh, the way they look. Although I've I, heard, you know, you you live near them. There's a documentary. If you live near them, it's really rough. Really? Yeah. Sound and it blocks the light and it screws with your head. And well, then I, I hate wind turbines. So, Jeff, yeah, the diet is going pretty well so far. It's going great. I'm, I'm excited. I'm down uh, 10 pounds, a little bit more than 10 pounds now. Look at this. Come on, look at this. Nice and loose belt there. Well, it is a nice and loose belt. However, I notice many holes that yeah, could you can be only, You can only use this one, though. <laughs> this, this belt only. <laughs> you can only use this particular hole. It. Yeah, no, you can't do that. It doesn't tighten. So the it's idea like, being this week, we are well, in the middle of the 18-day Jeff Fisher fat guy challenge to try to lose some uh, weight because we're disgusting before vacation. <laughs> um, and so, uh, Jeffy, how much have you lost so far? Ten pounds, we'll say. Nine point, nine point eight, I it's think it was this morning. Yeah, Ten so pounds in basically three days? Because it's, yeah, it's Thursday. Yeah, it's the fourth day. Four days. Um, I have, it, uh, I've lost three. Sound hard. Three pounds in three. No, it's three days. No, because it's Monday, you go to Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. You have three weigh-ins, right? So you weighed in this morning after three full days. Right. And you had ten, ten pounds. Nine point eight. Yeah. I have lost three, so I need a little work I'm to looking go. At, uh, I'm, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking by Monday, uh, I could be down 40. Probably not. Um, so uh, what we're doing here is ch- testing healthy products for some dumb reason um, to respect that. Because Jeffy's like, I can't have any taffy. <laughs> uh, bougie taffy, I can't eat it. Um, so we have this new product. It's called 
Zupa Noma. Mmm. Organic carrot coconut lime juice. Mm. You can no, actually, this. that doesn't sound bad. It doesn't sound as bad as seaweed strips. Which no, it does not. But I don't know that if you saw this on the shelf, would you say, hey, I got to get me some Zupa? Yeah, I will say Zupa uh, appears to look like baby vomit. Yes, it does. Mm. Okay. Mm. Since I'm saying it's not, what's it's in not? it? I will say it smells a little bit like um, the... Uh, salad dressing you get at a Japanese restaurant. You know, is that, what is that, ginger dressing? It kind of smells like that. I wonder if there's ginger inside of this thing. Ingredients, let's see. Filtered water, smell as carrot, good as I thought. coconut milk, olive oil, olive oil, apple, lime, juice, yam, ginger, shallot, lemongrass, coriander, sea salt, and black pepper. What are we doing to ourselves? Let's get some of this in a, in a little. Uh, I don't know that I'm going to try this, Look at this that. luscious pour right here. Because if that is, uh, if that's kind of like the sauce that you get at the Japanese salad dressing mm. thing, I'm, I'm I'm not for that bougie sauce. There's something about pouring it really slow like this that looks really hideous. <laughs> While you're pouring, uh, I'll be sure to uh, tonight. If you're listening to this show uh, on uh, Blaze Radio, uh, you'll know that coming up immediately after this broadcast, uh, from now on is Buck Sexton and America Now on the Blaze Radio Network. What? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, on radio, because you're here. Yeah, on Blaze Radio. radio. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 Okay. Because yeah. uh, we were delayed on uh, Blaze Radio here, the Patents 2 program. That's why I said if you're listening on radio. I like, realize that. I just missed that part of it. But if you're listening on TV, if you're watching on TV, you can go over there and catch what show? Uh, right now, you can catch uh, Michael Pelka. Michael Pelka. Right into Chris Salcedo, and then Patents 2. So is this the, the full lineup now is uh, Glenn Beck? Yeah, Doc, Doc Thompson. Doc Thompson, Glenn, Glenn Beck. Beck Patton, uh, Mike, no, Michael, Michael Pelka. Pelka. Chris Salcedo. Chris Salcedo. Patents. Do. Patents do. Buck, Buck Sexton. Sexton. So nice. That's a cool lineup. And then what I'm, what I'm now, my, I my, my Jeff Fisher radio program, of course, yeah, the that's, most that's listened not important. to uh, weekly radio program on the Blaze Radio Network, uh, Saturdays, uh, 9 to noon Eastern. But what I'm looking for is uh, now that we've got Buck on, uh, you know, from 7 to 10 right. Eastern, uh, maybe like 10 to 1, a uh, little Jeffy after dark on the Blaze Radio Network. What do you think? No. Oh, I'm glad it's not up to you. <laughs> it isn't up to me. However, I will say, if it gets you off of these other shows, I am uh, perfectly into it. Um, and I and uh, like I like Opelka, but I only honestly can only deal with Opelka when it's pure. Is it pure Opelka by any chance? Actually, I, the, the pure Opelka might be the Saturday morning show. Oh, okay. Before well, I, I, will not, I will not listen he's to regular like, Opelka. I mean, he like he's a warm up act for me okay. on Saturday mornings. I think that's the pure Opelka. I, I could could be wrong on that. Okay, that's so a, look at the side of these. <laughs> before we run out of time, look at the side of this cup. Now, the, oh, look at the I'm residue. Not drinking that. Yes, you are. No, I'm look at not. the residue on that. That is not. That's not pretty. I okay, here we go. Come that. on. No. Yes. What do you mean? No. I am not. Yes, you have to take a sip at spoons. Here we go. This is again a Zupa organic carrot coconut lime. Let's give it a shot. This. Oh my god, it's so thick. Try it. I did. No, you didn't. I took a sip. I can tell the the the, the residue. Is I not took a to sip. The, the residue turned all the way up to the Just top. Just take a sip. We got ten seconds. Take a sip. Here we go. Watch him. Take a sip. It's really thick, man. <sighs> I will say it also sort of, I would say, tastes a little well, bit actually, like that, that dressing. T- it's not yeah, good. Yeah, it does. It it's does taste like some kind of dressing. I would give that a 2 out of 18, Oof. not a scale of 1 to 18. Uh, that's what I would say. 2, uh, what's yours, Jeffy? Nasty is what that is. Some, yeah, there's a lot. The carrot thing is strong, um, and uh, I do not enjoy it. What's your rating, 1 to 18? Nasty. 18 being the highest number you can count to. What'd you give it again? 2. Yeah, that's, I mean... 
So, uh, by the way, did you notice the sign over here, Jeffy? It says fat and stew. Must be a misprint. People are funny, aren't they? One of the issues uh, Trump has gotten some high marks on is Syria and his handling of uh, those issues. Uh, Glenn Beck discussed this on his program last night. Jason, let's go to arming the Syrian Kurds. Going to happen this time? I think so. So the Trump administration approved it, and apparently they're already getting ready to deliver weapons to the Syrian Kurds. Is this the first time we've done that seriously? Uh, Yeah, it has. This This is a huge win and a very big thing for the Trump administration. One, at least, that I'll wave the flag and say, amen, brother. The Kurds are the only ones in the Middle East. They still love America, even though we abandon them every time. I'm, I gotta say I'm torn on it. I, what? Yeah, I really am. I, the, the, the Kurds in Syria are You are, not are the high. Same. I, I'm <laughs> what is the deal? I love the Kurdish people. I spent I a ton of time with them. But We've the, talked about this for years, that the, we have to arm the Kurds. In northern in Iraq. The Kurds in Syria are different. They speak a different... Oh. They speak a different language. <laughs> We're not doing the Kurds in Iraq. These are the Kurds in Syria. Syrian Kurds. This is the YPG. So, so, take, so follow me through on this. No. Actually, I was waiting for him to get to back. that point. <laughs> <laughs> we have actually, well, they are actually a terrorist organization on our list. We have designated them a terrorist Then of course we're giving them. How? How about that, how about that one? <laughs> how is, I take the flag back. How is that possible? But listen to how complicated this is. So, so Turkey has also designated them a, t- a terrorist group. They, they, they are an offshoot of the PKK, which actually does bomb civilians. Yeah, yeah, I know. Turkey. So they, they, they ran across the border, they're in Syria, but they are an effective fighting force. They're the only ones that are fighting ISIS in Syria that are actually doing anything. Now, the problem is, is they're a terrorist organization and they are... Why is it everybody we elect gives guns to terrorists? <laughs> but, so I, like, when, I, when I say I'm torn, I really am torn because the Kurds have been oppressed. They've also, they're, they're being systematically wiped out of Turkey. They've responded violently by trying to protect themselves. Now, I sympathize with... I mean, they're basically, it's, it's almost like genocide within Turkey. They've responded violently, but they've res- responded by actually, ki- they've killed police, they've killed civilian targets, they've, they've killed people like that, but they've responded the only way they could to save their race. So what basically. you're saying is one man's terrorist is another man's patriot. <sighs> Freedom yeah. fighter. Yeah, I mean. Freedom fighter. And they're also, so we're arming this group now. We know they have the capability to be a terrorist organization. We also, they're also setting up a Marxist state within. Why would we do this? (laughs) Who is giving this information? But it's like, they have no other, there's no other choice. There's no other force besides landing American troops within. And you know what? Then you don't arm them. You don't arm them. You don't pick the lesser of the bad guys. You don't do it. I'm going to get in so much trouble with my Kurdish friends over this, I know. But it's, it's, they're completely different than the Kurds in northern Iraq. They're com- completely different. There's a democracy in northern Iraq. They are very open. I they love, love the society, Kurdish people. Love, people. love them. The ones in Syria, there's, at the core, they're still Kurds. But they've taken that step where they have committed so it's terrorist like, acts. So it's Marxist. Watch this one. So it's like Democrats. <laughs> At their core, they're still Americans. But... 
Okay. Um, let me go to uh, let me to go to uh, Mexico, second deadliest country in 2016, on par with major war zones. I uh, saw this come out and it floored me. Listen to these numbers. So the deadliest country in the world is Syria. Fifty thousand people died in Syria in in the war there over last year. Mexico is number two with twenty three thousand people that have been killed. Not in a war. I, I was say, there's no war that there's happened. No war. Right? It's just yes, Mexico. there is. Cartel it's drug violence. That's the war. I mean, I will tell you, uh, when I worked at Fox and CNN, the only time I broke my word um, to my audience, it, it, and not really my fault, I went over to CNN, and we had people who were telling us stuff that was going on the border. They would always go on one time. One time. And they would have great information. The next day, they were supposed to be on with further information. They would all say, lose my number. Okay? It got way too dangerous for them. Mm-hmm. These American kids are kidnapped on our border. And they are taken across the border. And they're used for sport. No one will talk about it. We have pictures. I have someplace, I have pictures of people who went to a bowling alley and took the heads of teenage kids and rolled them down the lanes in Mexico. There's just like you see in Iraq, you've seen the heads on the fence posts for blocks, heads on fence posts right on our border. No one will report it. When I went to Fox, I said, this is a huge story. They said, we'll give you the resources, et cetera, et cetera. Never. And I went on the air and I said, to the, to the families that I know who have kidnapped kids, the Calvary is coming. Could never get them to open a single purse string. No one wants to tell this story. It's the cart- it is a war zone. It's a war zone. The cartels have killed more people than, than the deaths that occurred in Iraq. There's a war going on with ISIS in Iraq right now. They killed more people in Mexico than Iraq. Also, Afghanistan and Yemen. It's unprecedented. It's insane. And what bothers me about when we talk about illegal immigration, um, some of the the initiatives we have in in, in the world where we go and help this country, this country, whatever, why don't we try and stabilize Mexico? There's things that we can do to help them stabilize their country, to get this under control. Partnerships with law enforcement, stuff like that. But stabilize Mexico. Wouldn't that do a lot more than building a billion-dollar wall? I will tell you this. One reason to build the billion-dollar wall, or at least to do something to get serious on the border, is a lot of these kids, remember when I went down to the border, and there were kids that were coming across the border. Dad was kept behind. Mom and the kids. But the cartels would keep one behind. They would say, because remember, you could walk across the bridge and just say, sanctuary and they would let you through nobody was doing it and i asked why they said because the cartels have convinced everyone that that's a lie and so you pay them but they always it's always just out of your reach so one stays behind and they say we'll send them when you get to your destination don't worry someone will contact you at the shelter they come over here mom and kids they recruit somebody in the family to start working for them and the, and the cartel in Atlanta or wherever. So these kids are just contacted and they just get on the bus and they go someplace to their aunt or uncle so-and-so and it's cartel stuff. This is how we're being infiltrated here in the United States. And it's by good people who are trapped because dad 
believe the lie of the cartel. Absolutely. There's also another big thing besides law enforcement partnerships is more economic partnerships. Because one of the reasons people join the cartels is because they can't get a job. Mm -hmm. And they're stuck in poverty and the cartel life gives you that. They give you food. They give you a place to stay. And, and I hate to agree with Trump on some of this, but a lot of the he always comes at it from our angle that we got screwed out of trade deals, but NAFTA did screw Mexico in a lot of, in a lot yeah. of ways. Canada, if anything, is the one that got most of the, the good part yes. of NAFTA. Mexico, no. Well, there was, I mean, there's, there's pros and cons to tariffs, and Glenn, I know you're not a big fan of tariffs, but tariffs and subsidies, I mean, they completely, we, we wiped out a lot of their protections and some of their cash crops. They don't already, ha- they already have, don't already have uh, very many cash crops as it is, but beans were wiped out for them, corn was wiped out for them, tortillas, stuff like that. We could overproduce those and completely killed their agricultural business. But they also, they, well, well, but it's not like we forced them to, you know, sign an agreement with them. Like, that's the thing, it's the gov- their government also has to take accountability for oh, yeah, they're just how they're, how they're, yeah, how they're If you go back to the, to the Republican primary in 1980, there's this debate between Ronald Reagan and George Bush. They were talking about, do we build a wall? And both of them came out with, we strengthening our economic partnership is the best thing we can do to solve this problem. And I still think that's true today. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. Until you read Homo Deus, then you realize there's going to be a worthless class. <laughs> 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 and what?